Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. As the first planes carrying Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine took off on Sunday morning from Michigan, Vicki Royce and her husband watched from behind the fence surrounding the airfield. She had tears in her eyes. Because this is like so exciting. This is history right here. The first vaccines are going out. I'm like crying here. This is a lot more than just watching some cargo on a plane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is this is like man on the moon time. This yeah. is like where were you when? And you were here. You can't I was see here. Yeah, I was we... here. There's no doubt about it. It's a historic moment. And for people like Vicky, the vaccine finally brings some hope at the end of this difficult year. The first shots of the COVID-19 vaccine were administered yesterday. In New York, critical care nurse Sandra Lindsay of Northwell Health was the first in the state, possibly the entire country, to get the vaccine today. And by tomorrow, nearly 3 million doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine will have been delivered to more than 600 vaccination sites around the country. By spring, as many as 100 million doses. It is a complicated, mind-boggling logistical challenge, and it's also one of the most important in history. So how does it all happen? Well, today, CNN's aviation correspondent, Pete Muntean, will guide us as we follow the journey of a vial of vaccine from where it's manufactured to where it's eventually injected into someone's arm. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. After months of planning, waiting, and excitement, the journey for the vaccine began here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Pfizer has a sprawling 1,300-acre site where the vaccine has been stored in recent weeks. And the operation kicked into full gear only hours after Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine was officially authorized by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use in the United States. Early on Sunday morning, when it was still dark outside, workers at the facility began packing vials of vaccine for shipment. The vaccines were stored in these mega freezers, which kept 60,000 vials each. Each vial of vaccine contains about five doses, and 975 vials are put into GPS-tracked coolers. They're about the size of a suitcase, and these shipping containers are packed with 50 pounds of dry ice. I can't understate how incredible this moment was. Workers cheered as the first boxes were loaded onto delivery trucks to be shipped to their destinations. I've been reporting from Michigan since last week, documenting all the pieces that have come together to bring the vaccine to Americans across the country in record time. 
When the first FedEx and UPS trucks loaded with vaccines drove out of the Pfizer facility, they were escorted by U.S. Marshals, which tells you just how important this cargo is. Deputies will be stationed at various points along the distribution chain to safeguard the vaccine. People gathered along the road, cheering and clapping as the trucks drove past. Millions of doses of vaccine will be delivered by FedEx and UPS. FedEx responsible for the western half of the country and UPS the eastern half. CNN spoke to Wes Wheeler, president of healthcare at UPS, who walked us through their shipment plan. We have people embedded in at the Pfizer location in Michigan, and they will be helping Pfizer to dispatch packages, and they will be loaded onto a trailer, a dedicated trailer with an escort, and they will drive five hours to Louisville, Kentucky, and then they'll be dispatched around to the states that were assigned. UPS has a large central facility at the airport in Louisville, Kentucky, called Worldport. And of course, that's where UPS lands 400 flights every single night and takes off 400 flights in the wee hours of the morning to get packages to you, the consumer, by 1030 in the morning. From Louisville, vaccines are loaded onto planes and flown across the country. The first planes carrying the vaccines took off just before noon on Sunday. Then they're loaded back onto trucks and driven to local facilities where vaccines will be administered. That's places like hospitals, pharmacies, CVS, and Walgreens. It's important to note this whole operation went into action within about 24 hours of FDA authorization. You know, as an engineer, I like to do a lot of planning so that when day one comes, it comes smoothly. And we're very, very confident right now. I called General Perna and I promised him, you promised the American people 24 hours. We are there. General Gustav Perna is the chief operating officer of Operation Warp Speed. That's the White House's COVID-19 vaccine program. He's the one in charge of coordinating all of the logistics. The most challenging and critical part here is the temperature. Pfizer's vaccine needs to be kept frozen at around minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit. That's much colder than any other vaccine currently used. Unlike Pfizer's vaccine, Moderna's vaccine can be stored at normal freezer temperatures, making it a little easier to transport. The only way to keep a package cold at that temperature is with dry ice. So both vaccines travel in thermal packaging, which maintains a temperature. The Pfizer package is good for 10 days with the 50 pounds of dry ice in it. And with the 40 pounds that we send the following day, it'll give you another several days if necessary. So the box becomes the storage medium at the dosing center. UPS is not only moving the vaccine, it's also supplying the dry ice for the operation. The company says it's producing 24,000 pounds of dry ice each day. The demand so massive. Pfizer is also building its own dry ice factory. Maintaining the temperature is a delicate task. Remember that dry ice is solid carbon dioxide and it's constantly vaporizing. To maintain the temperature once the boxes are opened, the dry ice in the boxes has to be replenished every five days for up to 30 days. The boxes can be opened only twice a day and for no longer than one minute each time. Once the vaccines are taken out of the box, they can be stored in refrigerators at 36 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit, but they must be used within five days. Once prepared at room temperature, the vaccine must be administered within six hours. If not, it'll have to be thrown out. 
And when billions of people around the world are waiting for a vaccine, every dose that's wasted could mean more lives lost. To make sure things go smoothly, Wheeler said UPS will be tracking every box in real time. Trailer loads that are coming out of Michigan and Wisconsin will carry this device, which has uh, GPS, also atmospheric pressure, uh, motion detection, light detection, and of course temperature. So we can see on the trailer loads exactly where they are. And all that data is streaming into our command center in Louisville. So we can see we have eyes on these shipments all the way from origin to the final dosing destination. Dry ice may look just like normal ice cubes, but it is not the same. The Federal Aviation Administration says that dry ice vaporizes faster on an airplane. And in extreme cases, it can suffocate somebody handling those packages. So there's a real danger here. There is usually a strict weight limit for dry ice on flights, but the FAA has eased those restrictions to support the vaccine. Even still, it is warning air cargo companies to take extra care as it's transporting those packages. Meanwhile, in other parts of the country, local hospitals and pharmacies are getting ready to receive their allotment of vaccine and begin administering them as soon as they arrive. My colleague, Adrian Brodus, was there at Rush Medical Center in Chicago over the weekend. It will happen here. The hospital has transformed this portion of the lobby into its vaccine clinic. Behind me, you'll see a sign that says vaccine preparation area. And take a look. Over in the corner, there is a refrigerator. It's set at 2 degrees Celsius to 8 degrees Celsius. It will store the vials of vaccines those healthcare workers who are considered most at risk will receive. Now, this is what they call a vaccine bay. There's 10 stations, and at each station, you will find one of these. Take a look. It's an EpiPen. These will be on hand at every bay in case there's an adverse reaction. Frontline healthcare workers, especially those working directly with COVID-19 patients, are the first priority in getting vaccinated. Here's Luke Voss, a pharmacist at the hospital, who has volunteered to give the vaccine to his colleagues. It will be me, which is so exciting. It's a great opportunity. I'm really excited to have this opportunity to give the first vaccine and really move into this next phase of treating and preventing COVID-19 in our community. Over the weekend, Voss and his colleagues did a dry run to test out their vaccination plan. It's finally, it's finally very real. It's turning into a, a very nice full-size clinic. And so it also is a little mind-boggling how this whole process is going to work. But we have so many different plans in place and different people working on different aspects of that that really I think this clinic will run smoothly. It's just a matter of getting it going. Things are a little trickier in rural areas where healthcare resources are spread further apart. It's something like 200,000 square miles. I've heard people say that it's about the size of Texas. But basically, it's the entire western side of Minnesota, all of North and South Dakota, northern Nebraska, and western Iowa. So it's a large geographical footprint. That's Dean Weber, vice president of corporate supply chain at Sanford Health System. Sanford has over 400 clinics and senior care locations, many in small towns and farming communities across the upper Midwest which have not had the resources to store the vaccines at very cold temperatures. Dean spoke to us outside of one of those clinics. In in those metropolitan areas, you think about big hospitals, and they have big storerooms. The big truck pulls up, goes to the loading dock, and we offload large pallet-sized quantities of supplies often. In in a more rural community, you'll see here, there's not even a, a dock to deliver to. So we're delivering supplies through the front door to the business office, 
And in those cases, they don't have the space or the room to store large quantities of supplies. So it means more frequency to those rural destinations. Instead, Sanford has set up freezers in many regional hubs where the bulk of the vaccine will be stored. And then they'll deliver small batches of the vaccine to local clinics multiple times over many days. Obviously, this is a cycle, right? I mean, it's a every day we're going to have to move supplies. It won't just be once to all of the rural healthcare sites that need the vaccine. To see this all happening real time is just so amazing. I, too, am celebrating, just like all those people watching those trucks hit the road this weekend. But it's also important to remember, it's going to take a few months before the vaccine becomes available to the general public. Hopefully, by the spring, we'll start to see the real effects of this vaccine on the overall trajectory of this pandemic. But until then, we got to hang tight. we got to wear our face masks. we got to stay physically distanced from those who don't live with you and wash your hands frequently. Those same messages we've been talking about for over a year still apply. Don't forget, we're all in this together. So be kind to one another. And together, we can save a lot of lives. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.